This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. I, no, I mean incest. I literally mean incest, Warlord. I'm sorry. Like, for those of you who think that might be a typo, no. We're going to talk about Dr. Oz and incest. Incest. Incest tonight. Jimmy freaking. Mater always cracking me up. Warlord, good evening. Who else is in here? I'm sure RB's in here somewhere. Getting ready to tell me weed. I'm going to preempt him. That might not be true. Sometimes RB is like, I'm catching up 20 minutes later. Weed! Welcome to the Troll Patrol. No, I already did that part, didn't I? What part am I on? On the part where I show you guys the meme? No, we haven't gotten to that yet. This is just me, like, shitting around, isn't it? I had a bunch of people trolling me on Twitter today, so I went and just commented the link to the show. We'll see if anybody... Uh, comes by. I've got the phone lines open. 917-830-4359. I haven't said that in so long. I almost forgot my own phone number. Some dumb fucks actually think that's my phone number. That is not my cell phone. That is, like, people are like, I'm going to call your number all day long. Go for it. Waste your fucking time. I don't look at it until 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> oh, Nicole. Just dumb fucks. Just dumb fucks trolling me. Uh, I've been called a groomer multiple times today on Twitter. Because some, du- some dude was all upset about the Biden speech. We called half the country fascist. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You're lying. And then, like, once I pointed out he was lying multiple times, you know, it just got to where, like, he called me a groomer. At least 20 times, 25 times. He's probably he's probably uh, permanently suspended from Twitter at this point in time. I would say that the vast majority of Republicans are indeed fascist, but apparently I'm alone in thinking that. We're in the in the in the, in the minority in thinking that. Tones, welcome. Good evening. Nicole, also, good evening. I love your face. Welcome. Exactly. Calling people groomers while voting for people like Matt Gates, Donald Trump. We got got a really funny Trump story tonight. Apparently, he tried to pay for a lawyer with a horse. What is it with Rich? Wasn't like Elon Musk trying to get the woman to whore herself out for a horse. And now Donald Trump tried to pay for one of his lawyers with a horse. Like what in the, what in the fuck is going on? Conservatives on Facebook or any social media for that matter. Are they really laughing at me or, uh, for being stupid? No, I just triggered them. Dude kept calling me a baby today. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm just making fun of how dumb you are. I called I, I I called him a dumb fuck up and down the the thread, 
And he got upset about that. And then he made jokes about me and called me autistic. And I was like, using autism as a slur is far more offensive than me calling you dumb fuck for you being a dumb fuck. The disconnect is astounding. And then the, the, the dude on Twitter that was all upset about uh, Brandon calling him a fascist calls me a groomer a million times. I'm not lying. I have the receipts. His screen name was It's Go Brandon. It's Go Brandon. Gralio! We are indeed. I do not know what my cat here. I do indeed have that on the rundown. Uh, a judge has barred an insurrectionist from the ballot, but I didn't put I didn't put where it was at. I didn't put I was I was gonna tell you the the locality, but like I didn't write it on my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> One down, many, many more to go. Good evening, Ray. Welcome. Oh, it was in New Mexico. It was in New Mexico. Coey Griffin. Coey Griffin. Let me show you. I actually put him on the thumb for the live for the live show tonight. Because this this picture is great. This motherfucker is riding on a horse. Also, I made Harry Styles spit on him. And if you if you don't know what all that's about, we're 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 going to take a freaking I used to have a hookah mater. I was a small one. It was a small one. I used to have a hookah. Like just just like two months ago, I could have smoked out of a hookah. Yes, cancel Justin. I got Harry Styles spitting on on what was his name again? Coy Griffin. <laughs> Oh, this picture of him is great. Here, let me show you the original. He's got, he's got his American flag and everything. Look at this dumb fuck over here. <laughs> ah, this motherfucker. Get out of what Vader says. I have like I'm a bong man. I'm a I'm a I'm a big bong man because like every time Sparkles wanted to always smoke out of the hookah, and I'm like, oh. Okay, I'm just gonna bongs. Just, I'm kind of a bong guy. I'm kind of a bong guy. But yeah, this dude, like... Uh, he was all over you. So you admit he called them fascist. I thought you said he didn't. That's my point. Debating is easier when the facts support your assertion. You probably haven't had that experience yet with your police. Which is hilarious coming from a dumb fuck right winger. Oh, Nicole, that's okay. Like, don't don't ever worry about that. Like, if I bring up some dumb fuck right winger and you don't know who that is, good luck. I am so happy that you didn't know who they were. <laughs> but, like, the dude cited the speech and... Brandon said semi-fascist. He didn't actually say fascist. So I didn't admit that he called them fascist because he didn't. 
And he went way out of his way to say that it was only a portion of the Republican Party. See, I'm not a I'm not a drag on it. I'm not like taking a drag at well maybe if I was maybe if I was uh playing video games or something, I'm all like I wanna get blasted. I wanna get blasted. Let me take some some big ass bong rips and sit here blasted. Oh yeah, what are we talking about tonight on the show? We're going to check in in Ukraine, but only for one, one story, and it's at the ass end. An ape escaped a zoo. You're you're going to see when they were able to put a jacket on it because it started raining. <laughs> it is so fucking cute. We're, of, of course, we're going to have to talk about Harry Styles and Chris Pine. I don't know who Chris Pine is. But apparently Harry Styles spit on him. He didn't really, I don't think. But this is a debate on the internet. Everybody's debating whether Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Speaking of Chris Pine, apparently he is playing uh, a character that is based on Jordan Peterson. And Jordan Peterson has feelings about it. As I alluded to before, Trump tried to pay one of his attorneys with a horse. Trump tried to pay one of his attorneys with a horse. At least a new book claims. We're going to hear from Liz Truss, the new prime minister of Britain. We're going to talk about the EU energy crisis that is looming, or they're smack dab in the middle of, depending on how you look at it. We're also going to talk about uh, the future of COVID. Dr. Fauci is going to tell us what that is going to look like. Wastewater in South Africa indicating that a new wave might be on the way. Chinese lockdowns are underway. Is COVID getting ready to ramp up again? Also, the lockdowns prevented uh, citizens from being able to flee a building during an earthquake. And that is tragic. I think we've got, I think we've got fucking footage of it. Also, we're going to touch on the devastation in Pakistan. I don't think most people realize how bad Pakistan got hit by the monsoon, how bad the flooding has been, how many, like, it's in the millions have been displaced. It is going to affect global cotton supplies. It's going to affect global wheat. Not only that, we have a looming migrant crisis on top of the the migrant crisis, crises we've already been facing around the world. Manhunt continues in Canada. Uh, I do say that wrong on purpose, just before anybody. <laughs> oh, there are some things I just have a little quirk about saying wrong. Uh, manhunt still underway in Canada, unless things have changed in like the last 30, 40 minutes. A manhunt is still underway in Canada uh, for one of the stabbing suspects accused of stabbing at least, stabbing and killing at least 10 people. Another 15 are in the hospital. Those were the numbers uh, last tally I saw. One of the suspects is dead. 
I do want to update. Like, I'm not doing this story tonight, but since I'm 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 bringing this up at this time, I do want to correct myself. I, I love admitting when I'm wrong on stream. The story of the teacher in Memphis. Oh, I can't remember the name right now. It's not Elizabeth something. I don't. I Eliza Eliza Farrell. That might be it, but I might be fucking it up. Don't hold me to that. Chat might be telling me, even though I'm not even looking at chat right now. So, she actually was abducted in a random act of violence. Uh, I had speculated due to statistics that most people are not uh, assaulted by strangers. They are assaulted by people that they know. And the fact that she was a billionaire heiress, I kind of thought that maybe they had staged something. No, unfortunately, they found her body today. And this does look to be just a random act of violence. So I was completely wrong on that one. I'm sorry, Warlord. I didn't think the police you like... (laughs) Your police shooting for Monday... Like, that happens a gazillion times a day in the U.S. Like, it, it, like that, is, that is big news to you because that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, I believe he had actually been a... He would actually served time for abducting a woman before. So, in, in weighing the gravity of the stories... Your 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 little shooting, <laughs> like like it's just like I've I've probably got ten stories like that that I could have done today from the U.S. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about old Liz Truss. Uh, Nicole, uh. I agree with you, Liz. Probably won't last any uh, uh, longer than any of the other prime ministers. What are you? What's your bet, Warlord? Boris made it the longest of the of the recent ones since uh, what Tony Blair left. Has Boris been the the longest tenured prime minister you've had? Is that is, am I am I correct on that one? He only lasted two years. David Cameron did five. For some reason, I didn't think David Cameron was there that long. Gordon Brown wasn't there that long, right? Like I'm like he was. He was under like two years. For some reason, for some reason, I didn't feel like David Cameron was there that long. And then we had Theresa May. Oh, Boris! <laughs> now we're up to Liz Truss. We're gonna hear. Uh, from Liz Truss, her first speech earlier today in front of Downing Street. It's actually the top story I got for you, Warlord. What do you think about that? New Prime Minister is a, a pretty big fucking deal, I think. What else are we talking about? Oh yeah, Dr. Oz and incest. Also, also we're going to cover conservative Democrats being against the Iran deal and trying to sink it. Uh, Joe Biden says everyone is entitled to be an idiot, and uh, I kind of agree with you there, sir. 
Uh, Trump attacked John Fetterman as a drug user with zero evidence. Jamie Raskin is going to talk to us about how um, he would like to see Jenny Thomas and Mike Pence testify in front of the January 6th committee. We're also going to talk about the push to impeach Clarence Thomas. There was a additional piece of information that came out in the last few days about Jenny Thomas and her involvement in the fake elector scheme in Wisconsin. Plus, we have new video from Georgia. And Bill Barr says the appointment of a special master in the Trump FBI's search was wrong. Warlord, don't insult the people of Alabama like that. They don't want Dr. Oz carpetbagging down there. But then again, Dr. Oz would probably be a better senator than Tommy Topperville. Just saying. I don't have any evidence to back that up, but that's just a, that's a gut feeling of mine. Come on, man. Let's hear from the new prime minister, Liz Truss. Britain's new Prime Minister Liz Truss meeting with Queen Elizabeth today as she takes the reins from former leader Boris Johnson. Truss's rise to power comes amid the... Do you, do you have to go get the Queen's blessing before you assume office? ...of an economic crisis in the UK and Truss addressed those concerns during her first major speech at Her Majesty's Balmoral Estate. Let's take a quick listen. We shouldn't be daunted by the challenges we face. As strong as the storm may be, I know that the British people are stronger. Our country... This poor woman, there are a gazillion photographs of her and none of them are flattering. Because, like, I didn't want to purposely seem like I was (laughs) putting a bad-looking photo of her on my thumbnail. There's just not a flattering photo of her. Like, it's... (laughs) She looks fine there. That would be a good photo. She looks fine there. He was built. And I hate to I hate to comment on your looks, ma'am. I really am. Congratulations on being prime minister. Of energy and determination. I am confident that together we can ride out the storm. We can rebuild our economy and we can become the modern brilliant Britain that I know we can be. For more, let's bring in Kate Andrews, economics editor at the UK magazine. The they are facing much higher inflation than we are here in the U.S., for those that are unaware. here, The UK's Conservative Party appointing trust now as prime minister. So what do you think? What are your thoughts as you have covered uh, politics in the UK? What do you think of the public reaction? What do you foresee here, Kate? She's the third female prime minister in the UK. So whilst, of course, it's very notable that she is a woman, to be honest, in the UK, that is not the most surprising or interesting fact about Liz Truss. And that's a nice thing, right, that we can uh, actually look to her policies. There's a real sense of nervousness in the I follow Matt Gertz on on Twitter, and it's hilarious. It is hilarious. And anytime some news comes out about Matt Gates, Matt Gertz is like, oh my God, what did he do this time? Please get out of my notifications. (laughs) 
Oh, that account's great. I'm going to have to go find this Liz Trust. Uh, this Liz Trust account people keep mistaking. In the UK at the moment around rising energy bills. Uh, the UK is experiencing a lot of the problems that the US is in terms of a tight labor market, but it's also experiencing many of Europe's problems, particularly rising costs in energy because of Putin's war. And families this winter are looking at paying thousands and thousands more pounds that many simply don't have in order to keep the heat on, which is why she said that was one of her main priorities. And there are big question marks about what will be announced this week. Prime Minister Trust is one of the more ideological politicians you're going to find. She has had a fervent commitment to free minds and free markets since she entered Parliament. Yeah, that don't sound good. And yet we could see her first and potentially one of her biggest decisions as Prime Minister to be to usher in what could be one of the biggest welfare packages that the UK has ever seen. And that would be to actually cap the cost of energy that households and businesses would pay, racking up tens, if not potentially hundreds of billions of pounds that taxpayers would eventually have to pay back. So I think you're going to see a tension between what we know she fundamentally believes which is reducing the size of the state why would i watch why would i watch a a a panel that has a comedian on it that would be like me competing against him i'm the comedian around here sir i crack the jokes unless you guys are cracking the jokes sometimes you guys are way funnier than i am she wants to cut taxes and also potentially some very very big spending plans that could be announced as early as this week and already we've seen workers uh, go on strike, uh, concerned about the economy and over economic issues. So besides the economy, what other challenges, challenges rather, lie ahead for trust, you think? Well, no doubt she'll have been discussing them with Joe Biden today, and it will be the major focus will be on what Russia is doing to. Well, link me, warlord. I, every, everybody's like, all right, it's funny. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Producer Warlord dropping the ball here. Link, link, link me up. Oh, God, this again. <laughs> Indeed, Dustin. And good evening, if I did not say good evening to you earlier. Okay, Warlord's looking. We'll, we'll let the... Uh, economics reporter i have very little doubt uh, that prime minister trust will be anything but friendly to whoever finds themselves in the oval office during her premiership uh, she likes to refer to geoliberalism that's her play on the phrase neoliberalism she now views the world as a place where allies who have the same commitments that the u.s and the uk have uh to upholding the rule of law to democracy really need to come together in this moment uh and so i think she's going to be extra friendly to people like Joe Biden because she understands that that allyship is more crucial now than ever before. As for Boris Johnson, now out of office, do we have any idea what's next for him? There's speculation that he'll be going back to writing. Uh, he uh, was actually editor at The Spectator many moons ago. Uh, he's <laughs> had columns throughout the years. Uh, he's a very talented writer. Uh, he uh, is fantastic with his pen, and he uh, has really inspired, actually, a lot of people uh, through his writings over the years. Now, if you're a critic of Boris Johnson, trust me, there's plenty that you can pick out in what he's written to criticize, but there's definitely a sense that there's a book in his near future, potentially more columns, but at the moment... Geoliberalism. And it should be pointed out that that could end up being a real headache for Liz Mox, Trump. I love that. I love that term. ...of her throughout the campaign. He wanted Liz Trump to win over her competitor Rishi Sunak but once he's well, I mean I mean 
They're talking about passing a package that would be one of the biggest in the country's history to cap costs and shit. It's more than we're doing. We're gonna we're we're getting far more austerity over here. So I mean actually on the back benches. Uh, he is still going to have a lot of support, not just from fellow MPs, but from the Conservative. So we are going to be talking about that energy crisis here in just a second. His opinions are going to matter within the party. And if he decides to be very vocal about them, that's something Liz Truss is either going to feel like she has to listen to or put even more power into overruling. And that will be its own challenge, apart from all the other challenges in the economy facing her. Before we let you go, real quickly, did I just get a little scoop here, Kate, that uh, Boris may be heading uh, back to the spectator? You could be in the same newsroom <laughs> with him, possibly. Oh, no. <laughs> you better get the exclusive no, I, interview. I suspect it won't be the spectator where Boris Johnson is going back to, but I think we can certainly <laughs> see more columns in his future. I. Where do you guys see Boris Johnson ending up? A talk show? Uh, I, interesting. Did you find the clip, Warlord? You just, you teased us. You teased us. Ain't high enough for the shit. What, was he a newspaper writer or some shit? What, what was he before he got into Parliament? No, wait a minute. He was, he was mayor. He was like the mayor of London, wasn't he? Did he serve as an MP? Or is being mayor of London his only claim to fame? I'm a dumb, uh, I'm a dumb American. columnist before politics. That makes perfect sense. He gave his fucking opinion. But I can't imagine he would like wouldn't want to be on TV or some shit. Host a talk show? Boris Johnson host a talk show? That'd be cool. I might watch that. True, Mox, true. He has a face for newspaper. Or face for radio. I was told that many times. Now, I was actually told when I was on the radio, like, you're a good-looking guy. You can go to a TV if you want. And I've, I've spent the rest of my my career cultivating a look that wouldn't make it on TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure a book is coming at some point in time. I don't know that it'll be imminent. Maybe two or three years from now. Like I don't like I don't I don't have a good gauge on what exactly is going on in the country. It might be one of those things where like Bush had to step away for a little bit, and then he can come out with his memoir and be, you know, rehabilitated and go on Ellen and shit. So I don't know, I don't know, like, I don't think Boris is near as disliked as, like, Bush was when he was leaving office. Nobody's as disliked as Trump, but he's still fucking, you know, 
Pops up everywhere. Like the herpes. It said that Fetterman was on drugs, just with no evidence. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the RB RB. Welcome, Twitch Weed Indeed. Also, Cicero, welcome. I don't think I gave uh, Mox a proper good evening either. Try to acknowledge everybody. Dustin, did I tell you I love your face? I'd hope Fetterman was on it. True, true. But he had a pacemaker put in, didn't he? He had a stroke, and then they put in a pacemaker? People are always talking about my views. Oh, you only average five views. We're talking about nerdy shit over here. I don't expect this to, to go mainstream. I'm not unboxing tennis shoes on this on this stream. Oh, I'm sorry, I just snorted. I'm trying I'm trying to stop singing on stream and I'm trying to stop snorting on stream. I snorted on Echoplex. Well, can you, can you, can you tell me like where, where like, you know, some good shit is? Can you be like, watch it here at 20 minutes in is bucket warlord. They're bringing me Mexican food. I'm gonna, <laughs> would make a perfect Halloween mask. Ah! That's great. I love that. However, Maynard was not impressed. Ooh, oh, well, they only let me on in red light. Like, you don't, you don't see me on the regular shows. They do indeed have standards for those. But, but when, when, like, when, when it's red light and then Dave's getting a little Steve, you know, the standards drop a little bit. He gets a little Steve and then, you know, Justin Freegan can bust in like the Kool-Aid man. That's how it works. Uh, did we even make it through all of Fire by Night last week? I went in there for Fire by Night, but I think he cut it off like halfway through. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> and we watched something else. But we might have watched Fire by Night. We might have finished it. I do remember I sang along with the musical guest. Like, I, I ended up knowing one of his songs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it was a dude that wrote a song called My God is an Awesome God. What, Rich Mullins or something was his name? Not my cousin. Not my cousin. And uh, so he wrote the song, My God is an Awesome God. I totally, totally uh, sang along with it when it popped up. Because I was like, oh, God, I know that song. The dude was ejected. We looked it up. The dude was ejected from a car and went splat on a semi. Just a few years after the episode we watched. About three or four years later. His God was indeed an awesome God. <laughs> Ah, shit. Ah, shit. See, RB's catching up at two times speed. Oh, fucking shit. 
It's a banger of a song. It's a banger of a song. There are some Christian songs that are bangers. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There are few and far between, but there are a few. Like one of my one of my favorite Christmas songs is "Mary, Did You Know." Like you wouldn't think that like I'm I'm in, I'm into like one of the religious tunes, but nah, that song's a fucking banger. I, uh, uh, Jesus Freak. Jesus Freak is a hell of a good, uh, song by D- uh, DC Talk. They've got a couple others, but I don't know the names of them. I really like the, uh, I, I really like a couple of Jars of Clay songs. Uh, that one called Flood is really good. All right, so we got, we got like two minutes of this talk show here where they're talking about Liz Truss. What did you make of it? Now have you calmed down? She has to go I'm from not, the I'm, campaign to the country, but tell us honestly what you thought. Well, so uh, you said earlier that I'm not left or right. I'm actually, I know that there's been criticism in the, uh, the Mail on Sunday today about lefty, liberal, wokey comedians on the BBC. I'm actually very right-wing and I loved it. I thought she was very clear. She gave great, clear answers. I know exactly what she's up to. And I think she's uh, most people watching at home who are worried about their bills are going to feel. Man, he's even he's even wearing the right colors for me to be like right wingers are morons. You want it on a yellow shirt. You can get a variety of different colors for your right wingers or moron shirt. Hey, get it on black. I'm sure that's going to look good. Oh, oh, it was sarcasm. Apparently, Warlord is informing me that that was some dry British sarcasm. They, they put some brown sauce on that sarcasm. He's, he's got this... Is that a pickle or a cucumber? Do you guys have cucumbers in England? Is that a thing? A I'm not being sarcastic. But they've got English cucumbers. Those weird-looking cucumbers, don't you? Fuck those cucumbers. She's, she said that there was a big package of help coming this week yeah. for people to Don't help. literally, don't literally. I, I think. Fuck those cucumbers. Exactly what's going to happen? I think you're reassured. I'm reassured. Are you reassured? Well, Emily Thornberry, so reassured. you're smirking over there. Politics the can be very, very unpredictable. I mean, mm. let's look at two different opinions in the papers this yes. morning. You have a columnist, um, Matthew Syed, who's basically predicting that it's going to be a nightmare and that the leadership contest has been out of touch with the country. But Janet Daly in The Telegraph says, look. Actually, Liz Truss is stronger than you think. If she gets cracking, yeah. gets out there, she might be Fair able to... Janet. I think, you know, the haters will say that you've had 12 years of the Tories and that... So is he, like, is he, like, totally nihilistic about what's going on? Is that what it is? We're sort of at the dregs of what they've got available and that Liz Truss is sort of like the backwash of the available <laughs> MPs. I wouldn't say that because I'm incredibly right-wing. But some... <laughs> But the consensus, though, in politics is often wrong, right? Yeah. And it's often it's often wrong, and we often don't know what is going to pan out. Yeah. Well, th- as as Liz said there, she said she would be wrong to predict the future, even though loads of people have predicted that we're going to have real issues with paying our energy bills. But, um, you know, I think she's right to just then just sort of basically say, well, let's not predict and see what happens next week. Okay. I think she did the right thing there. Well, let's talk about something... What did you? Well, you know what? He set me up perfect talking about energy bills in Europe, specifically the EU. (laughs) 
but we are tracking some of the big swings in the energy market this morning. And that is where we're beginning uh, our show here. Uh, we've seen natural gas sliding after Russia stayed on Gazprom, said the Nord Stream pipeline, a critical supply route for Europe, would remain closed indefinitely citing maintenance issues. Meanwhile, Brent crude also falling despite a surprise outcut or falling because of a surprise outcut, output cut from OPEC. This amid ongoing concerns over demand, destruction and lockdowns in China. Joining us for more on all the energy moves today, Yahoo Finance's Inez Foray. But the... <laughs> like... Because, yeah, the, the angels talked to her and shit. So she did know that her baby boy would walk on water and the blind would leap, the deaf would hear, and the dead would live again. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. That's right. She was, she, like, had visions from the, the, like, they foretold it. Dustin coming up with with the debunking of the song Mary did you know <laughs> uh. anyway <laughs> there's an energy crisis going on in Europe I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh at, at the people of Europe who really are facing high energy. I'll let the Yahoo Finance thing play. Hey, uh, this is all news that came out on Monday. Obviously, the market's playing a bit of catch up today. RB, it's like a Tuesday, dude. It's like a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> How do you think a Tuesday is Saturday? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we are really seeing a sort of economic war between Europe and Russia uh, because of that pipeline that you were just mentioning. Russia won't reopen that pipeline unless sanctions against Russia are lifted. So, of course, this is uh, making the energy crisis even worse when it comes to Russia. You also have a headline coming out of OPEC Plus of a production cut of 100,000 barrels per day. This is a little bit more symbolic than anything else. It is a little bit of a snub towards Europe and also President Biden. But look, if Russia falls into a recession, and there are many uh, experts that say that Russia is already in a recession, well, if it does, then OPEC Plus would be to blame for not increasing uh, production and also Russia because of this natural gas uh, issue. Now, of course, also, if Europeans are paying sky-high prices for their energy and for their food, then uh, you can expect that they're not paying for discretionary items. So this would impact China and China goods, that uh, Ch Chinese goods. So uh, oil demand would come down. Uh, it would be demand destruction, really, if if uh, Europe goes into a full-blown recession. Well, and you mentioned, you know, the potential snub. Depression. To the Obviously, when they increased the output last month, it was sort of seen as sort of a, hey, you know, the White House, after the visit to Saudi Arabia, we've sort of listened to you. But there are questions as well about whether, in fact, you know, is OPEC seeing What's on the horizon? That's exactly right, Moggs. That is exactly right. Thank you for leading into my next story. Uh, pretty much all economists agree that the U.S. will enter a recession into this year, sometime next year. 
just because of the conditions around the world, because everything well, is so heavily interlinked. To go into a recession by early next year, others warn growth in the housing market will completely stall amid what the National Association of It has already dropped. The housing, housing market has dropped. The National Desk, Ryan Smith reports. More mixed economic messages this week, but one thing many economists agree with, the expectation of a recession in the next year. Inflation is always caused by excess growth in the money supply, turning the printing presses on. Economist Steve Hankey telling CNBC this week that trillions in federal pandemic relief is driving higher prices and will be responsible for what he calls, quote, a whopper of a recession in 2023. Starting with COVID in February of 2020, we had an unprecedented growth in the money supply in the United States. And that is why we are having inflation now. Almost three quarters of business economists surveyed earlier this month say the U.S. will be in a recession by the middle of 2023. The U.S. is already in a housing recession, that according to the National Association of Realtors and Goldman Sachs warning Tuesday that it expects home prices. The trillions that Congress gave to Wall Street. I hate it when they bitch about the checks they sent out to everyday people and not the trillions that they gave to Wall Street. Indeed, Mergen. I do think that we're going to go through a painful, volatile period here. Despite these warnings, consumer confidence ticking up this week and new employment data showing strength. Almost twice as many open jobs than there are workers. Normally good news, but instead causing worries for the Federal Reserve as it tries to lower inflation and avert a recession. While higher interest rates, slower growth and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. Now back on the housing front, home prices declining last month for the first time in three years, but are still way, way up from just a year ago, rising in mortgage rates driven by the Fed's rate hikes, pricing many would-be buyers out of the market. Now, let's see if I am presenting to you a harbinger of what is to come. And if this recession might be coming sooner than they are expecting. Reading from the San Francisco Standard. San Francisco braces for epic commercial real estate crash. Imagine a slow-moving train coming towards you. The lights are shining. The horn is blaring. But it's just far enough in the distance that the risk doesn't seem real just yet. Oh, shit. That's a fitting enough analogy for the state of San Francisco's commercial real estate market, which is tilting towards a collapse in property values, which it probably fucking needs, leaving the city, its budget, and its ability to to provide services tied to the tracks. The root of this, of course, is the pandemic and the way that it has completely transformed work patterns in the city, hollowing out a downtown core that once accounted for most of San Francisco's GDP. 70% of its sales tax revenue and 40% of its city's jobs. And there's an uneasy feeling among a coalition of business groups that the city leaders are sleepwalking into an economic calamity with far-reaching consequences. Commercial real estate all over the country is going to do exactly this. But now once again, the job market is good for us, the workers right now. This could be a really weird recession that we go into. 
where it's not really going to affect us. Now, gigantic companies are cutting jobs. And smaller businesses are hiring, and that's a good thing. Good things are happening in the economy. So, any urban center that was dependent on office space rentals for revenue, which is pretty much all of them, pretty much all of them, because they've gutted their downtowns. Almost every city in the country let Walmart come in and build a strip mall just outside of their city and put in a GameStop and a Goodies and a Lowe's and a McDonald's. And not necessarily that Walmart put those things in, but they naturally huddle around a McDonald's. You get a Quiznos and a blah, blah, blah. Like just all kinds of shit just gloms on to the Walmart. And it sucks the business traffic out of your downtown. I I want landlords to get wrecked. I don't want to see small restaurants go under. That's my thing. But if, if workers have power and workers still have money through this, like this is just like we are we are in for like a, a really weird time. I I've I've been showing you guys all the different financial news, but like our position seems strong. It seems like you know this is a correction of some shit that should have happened years ago, but I mean there's bound to be consequences downstream for us. Some people may get laid off from jobs at big corporations and find themselves at better jobs. I mean, like you got you got to give them a reason to come downtown for your Christmas shop, and you got and you also like fucking towns don't really like they're not hubs for activity anymore. And like when they talk about revitalizing their their downtowns, they just gentrify it and they put in overpriced, cheap fucking housing, and they bring in usually fucking chain restaurants or they'll try a casino. Fucking my hometown put a put a hotel downtown, and I. You gotta give them a reason to stay at the hotel, don't you? I do believe the hotel went out of business, but I might might be wrong on that one. I don't know why you just put a hotel downtown. We are in for a very weird time, and also, like, what is going to happen with the COVID? That is a big question. Dr. Fauci gave his most direct prediction about the future of COVID. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. However, some particularly vulnerable groups 
may continue to need more frequent vaccination against COVID-19. Now, what should we expect from our recently updated vaccines? Data from Moderna and Pfizer have shown that vaccines containing sequences from both the original SARS-CoV-1 virus and the Omicron BA1 variant induced higher antibody titers against Omicron than did the original vaccines. These bivalent vaccines also induced higher antibody titers against all SARS-CoV-2 variants than did the original vaccines. In addition, the bivalent vaccines induced even higher levels of neutralizing antibodies in individuals who had recovered from COVID-19. Now, they are talking about a inhaler. Where you won't have to get a shot. You'll just be able to take an inhaler and get your COVID vaccine. That will be really cool. But uh, just for anybody who may be watching on BitChute, if, there's, if, if, if I clipped this... Or if you're if you're watching the replay of the live show on BitChute, I got a lot of comments about this. Yes, I am vaccinated. I am boosted. I have I am I am current on vaccinations, as you know, one would be for for the recommended for my age range. Yes, I am vaccinated. The people on BitChute are very adamant that they want to know that I've been vaccinated and boosted. I get that comment constantly. <laughs> I hope you took your vaccine and your 20 boosters constantly. Wastewater in South Africa indicates that we might be heading for a new wave. An increase in COVID-19 virus fragments and wastewater samples may indicate an impending wave of infections in the National Institute for Communicable Diseases said. If you will remember back to the summer of last year, South Africa is where... What the fuck variant were we on at this time? <laughs> Which one originated down in South Africa that we had? To, so, like... The time the timelines are becoming more and more uh, compact, but like you, because once upon a time we were about six weeks ahead of England and Spain and in, in case numbers, and at one point in time we were like fucking twelve weeks ahead of Africa or some shit like that. Yeah, we still have about five hundred people dying a day. Was it Delta? An increase in COVID-19 virus fragments and wastewater samples may indicate an impending wave. Increases in the frequency of samples. And the reason why, the reason why it was like, no, it was Omicron. It was first detected in South Africa. And the reason why it was first detected there was just because, like, because they wanted, they wanted to, like, fucking pick on South Africa for some reason, like, shut down travel. But more than likely, it was already circulating uh, all over the place. South Africa was just the first one to detect it. Because they had the proper equipment. Because the U.S. is woefully underprepared for a pandemic. Increases in the frequency of samples in the week ended August 23rd were found at water treatment plants near the capital, Pretoria, as well as in Johannesburg and Ekur- uh, 
Ekurhulini, an industrial and residential area that lies between the two cities. Increased numbers of fragments were also found in the cities of Durban and Bloemfontein, it said. I am sorry, Arby. You are part of the rolling power outages due to the extreme fucking heat in California. I apologize. What did it get up to today? Like 111 or some shit? It was ungodly. I saw it earlier. Like, Jesus. What is it right now? China puts 65 million people into semi-lockdown ahead of party summit. Offices, schools, and shops to close before Congress, at which Xi Xi Jinping expected to get a third presidential term. China has intensified its efforts to rein in outbreaks of COVID-19 ahead of a major political meeting by placing about 65 million people under semi-lockdown, according to local media reports. This is going to have effects on the global supply chain. The Chinese Communist Party will begin its 20th Congress on the 16th of October with party chief Xi Jinping, or as some people refer to him, Winnie the Pooh, widely expected to be reinstated as president for a third term. According to a report on the business portal, uh, I'm not even going to try, Chinese cities include 33 Chinese cities, including eight major provincial and municipal centers, have been placed under China's lowest static management to year of lockdown, disrupting the lives of an estimated 65 million residents. Unfortunately, it looks like that had an impact when an earthquake hit. Outcry as Chinese lockdown traps residents during earthquake. We actually have video of this. Looks like it happened in the city of Xinwan. This, this looks like the aftermath. Footage showing that some residents in the earthquake hit Chinese city of Chengdu were stopped from fleeing their compounds due to a COVID lockdown has sparked anger and disbelief online. Do we have that footage? BBC dropping the ball over here. Where's that footage? It says it's video, but it is not clickable. Come on, BBC. You better. It's all damn British people. Yeah, this is like it says this video, but like, I think this is just a picture. Yeah, it's just a picture. Somebody at the BBC <laughs> tried to embed the video, but it's just a picture. go over here. Let me do an actual Google search. Me and Bing have not been uh, having a good time here lately. 
I'm not seeing the video they reference. Maybe it was taken down. Maybe that's why there's a, a, a screenshot. Oh, God. China took it down. Jesus. <laughs> I have no clue what's going on with Twitch and the ads over here. Every time I go to like snooze the ads because it should be getting ready for them to run. It says it's preparing ads. So I don't know what's going on. Flood hit Pakistan bids to stop its largest lake from overflowing. I cannot stress enough what a humanitarian crisis is going on in Pakistan. UN warns of yes, yes, humanitarian crisis in Pakistan as authorities fear more towns will be flooded if Manchar Lake bursts its banks. The United Nations was warned that the uh, humanitarian situation in Pakistan is expected to get worse as authorities tried to prevent the country's biggest lake from bursting its banks amid unprecedented floods that have inundated a third of the South Asian nation. Authorities have tried to widen the breach at Manchar Lake in southern Sindh province to lower water levels, but that has proved to be futile so far. We have widened the earlier breach at Manchar to reduce the rising water levels. Provincial Irrigation Minister Jam Khan Soro told the Reuters news agency already 100,000 people have been displaced in efforts to keep the lake from overflowing. And if it breaches its banks, it could affect hundreds of thousands more. More than 33 million people in Pakistan have been affected by the flooding brought on by record monsoon rainfall amplified by climate change. Floods have caused at least 1,300 deaths. Washed away homes, businesses, roads, and bridges. Apparently, they're having an outbreak of a waterborne disease with more rain expected in the coming month. The situation could worsen. A top official of the United Nations Refugee Agency warned we fear the situation could deteriorate. Uh, this will increase challenges for flood survivors and likely worsen conditions for nearly half a million displaced people, forcing more to abandon their homes. They produce something like uh, uh, 0.5% of the world's cotton. And that harvest may not happen. They also produce a good chunk of wheat. Yeah, the like the ads over here on Twitch are really fucked up. I have no clue what is going on over here. Like it is not giving me control of them at all. I'm not even going to take a break because I have no clue. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good for right now on beverage, so I have no clue how the ads are playing for you guys. I can't. Something weird is going on on Twitch. Routes everywhere, fires everywhere, floods everywhere. You know, if I believed in the Bible, <laughs> the Christians say that all the fucking time. Ow, shit. Tornadoes in places they shouldn't be at times of the year. 
But there shouldn't be tornadoes. We're in a very fucked up time. The the climate needs to stop smoking crack. That was on crack. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what the climate is saying to us right now. It's coughing and shit because it's been smoking crack. (laughs) Oh, shit. We're going to move over to Canada. A Canadian manhunt continues. Uh, We're going to let ABC News do the talking here, and I'm going to... I'm going to get more high. I'm not high enough for this shit. An error has occurred. ABC News. An error occurred over here on Google, too. Are the Chinese fucking with me now? Xi Jinping, I'm sorry for calling you Winnie the Pooh, dude. But you do kind of look like Winnie the Pooh. Maybe they caught the dude and it's... And it's over and that's why that that old story has been taken down. See if we can find a new one. Uh, I'm not seeing. I'm not. I'm not seeing that he's been captured. As of an hour ago, let's go to uh, BBC since they don't want to give us video on ABC. shattered amid stabbings and manhunt. Oh, we got some video here. Yay. It's terrified. People are going to be terrified to walk out the door. You don't know. You may come back and pick another item. I'll say, oh, I'm going to get this one. We don't really have any indication on the motive. It was, was it brothers? Ten people killed in the attack. There were like fifteen hospitalized. Manhunt for his suspected killer continues. There were two. And then we can all get some closure and maybe get a decent sleep. Don't have to be scared to open your door and to come out. I'm not sure if they were members of the community or not. Like I'm like. Do we have details? Let me let me like get into the story here. Police say Miles Sanderson may have been seen on the James Smith Cree Nation. Remember, this is a rural community, and it's predominantly indigenous people. Uh, before reversing themselves hours later in a province-wide alert, he has been the target of a major police manhunt since Sunday after an attack that left 10 people dead, 18 injured. This is not including the suspects. The attack has rocked the otherwise peaceful uh, Canadian region. Police have warned people to take appropriate precautions in an alert sent to mobile phones in the area. 
Tuesday's false alarm will probably do little to calm the tension felt in the indigenous community of James Smith Cree Nation, where most of the victims were found, and the nearby town of Weldon, which is mourning the loss of 77-year-old longtime resident Wes uh, Peterson. In Weldon, a small town of some 200 residents with gravel streets, a neat grid of single-story homes, two churches, a post office, and corner store, most doors remain shut, though there is plenty of media present. Residents are right now pushing up against the glass, looking out their windows. Everyone is shattered. Saskatchewan police initially said on Sunday they were looking for two suspects, brothers, Damien, 31, and Miles, 32, who they believed may have traveled 300 kilometers south to Regina following the attacks. On Monday, police then revealed they had Damian Sanderson's body that morning during the course of their investigation in a grassy area near a house on James Smith Cree Nation. The discovery brought the total death toll to 11. Police say his body had visible injuries not believed to be self-inflicted at this point, but police did not say whether Miles Sanderson was believed to be responsible for his brother's death. They also said they had charged both men on multiple counts, including Miles Sanderson with three counts of first-degree murder, despite him not being in custody. (laughs) Police are confirming few details amid a complex investigation. Beyond the search for Miles Sanderson, many questions remain in the case, including what drew the violence to Mr. Peterson's doorstep. Parole documents reveal details of Saskatchewan uh, suspect's criminal past. Let's go ahead, uh, Warlord, with the update over here. Miles Brandon Sanderson's criminal history is both long and violent. Beginning in his youth and spanning almost 20 years with convictions for domestic violence, armed robbery, and many other violent attacks, including a double stabbing committed with a fork. So this isn't even his first stabbing. Mr. Sanderson is now wanted for three counts of first-degree murder and one of the deadliest acts of mass violence in the country's history. RCMP says more charges are expected. 11 people are dead after the stabbing rampage that began on James Smith Creek Nation in Saskatchewan. Early on Sunday morning, among the dead are Mr. Sanderson's brother, Damien, who was also a suspect in the stabbings and who had been charged with one count of first-degree murder before his body was discovered. Eighteen other people were injured in the attack. So his parole document says he was serving a four-year, four-month prison sentence for a number of offenses, including a violent scene at the home of his domestic partner and children. The attack with the fork, beating a man until he was unconscious, and kicking a police officer in the face. Everything else sucks, but that's pretty based. And on top of the head repeatedly. I stand that. I'm against all the murder and shit. No, Nicole, I agree with you 100%. Someone being a Christian does uh, does not necessarily mean they are good people. Matter of fact, it kind of raises my suspicion about him. Mr. Sanderson was not released from prison early. Sky Comet, good evening. But received statutory release after serving two-thirds of his sentence. By the way, Murgan Ida. There seems to be a pattern, indeed. 
The offenses for which Mr. Sanderson had been in prison began in the summer of 2017 when he barged into his common law partner's house in a rage and, among other things, punched a hole in a bathroom door while the children were being hidden inside and threw a cement block at a vehicle outside. Sounds like real incel shit. Let's go over to Israel for a second. You know, it's never good when we go over to Israel. Oh shit. Oh shit, Sky Comet. Are you feeling down? You passed your rapid test? Oh yeah, that's right, because of your mom. Israeli army admits high likelihood that its soldier killed Al Jazeera reporter. Well, gee, thanks for that. That's what we all knew fucking months ago. The Israeli army acknowledged Monday that there was a high likelihood that a soldier killed a well-known Palestinian-American journalist working for Al Jazeera as it announced the results of its investigation into the killing. In a briefing to reporters, the senior military official said a soldier opened fire after mistakenly identifying Shireen Abu Akleh as a militant. She was clearly marked as press. They knew exactly who she was. They targeted her on purpose. Bullshit. Provided no evidence to back up the Israeli claim that the Palestinian gunmen were present in the area and said no one would be punished. He also did not address video evidence showing that the area was quiet before Abu Akleh was shot. The conclusions were the closest Israel's come to taking responsibility for her death and followed a series of investigations by media organizations and the United States that concluded Israel either fired or most likely had fired the deadly shot, but they were unlikely to put the matter to rest. Meanwhile, conservative Democrats backed by uh, APAC are trying to make sure that the new Iran deal does not go through. August Democrats ramp up campaign against possible new Iran deal. Letter led by Representative Josh Gottheimer previews the talking points Iron Hawks will use to undermine Joe Biden's push to get the U.S. back into the Iran nuclear deal. The expectations of a revived Iran nuclear deal growing. Iran hawks in Congress are positioning themselves to make U.S. re-entry into the agreement a painful political ordeal, according to a draft letter circulating Capitol Hill. With President Joe Biden reportedly coming close to reviving the agreement, the letter telegraphs the opposition he could face from Congress. Such efforts would be a reprisal of the fight in 2015 when President Barack Obama worked to push through the original Iran nuclear deal and faced right-leaning pro-Israel forces in Congress, including Democrats, that tried to block it. Of course, Sky Comet, they're not, they're not going to do anything to Israel for killing one of their own citizens. And a journalist to boot. Led by conservative New Jersey Democrat and perennial obstructionist Representative Josh Gottheimer, the letter lays out a policy on the nuclear deal that, rather than reviving Obama's deal, would follow in the footsteps of President Donald Trump, who unilaterally withdrew from the deal despite an international consensus that it was working to restrain Iran's nuclear program. 
you would like to read the rest of this piece from The Intercept? Boom, in the comments. Uh, Joe Biden, in his speech yesterday, responded to a heckler in a very dark Brandon kind of way. I'm I'm digging it. Had more years old than a former Chief Justice whose family had more United States senators than any family in American history. Looked at me and he said, "You obviously didn't do very well in law school, Joe." He said, you don't have to be 30 to be elected. You have to be 29. You can be 29. You just can't get sworn in to your 30. And so one thing led to another, and uh, I ended up deciding to run. But I was having great difficulty getting support. Even though people liked me, or at least the labor guys liked me, they didn't think I could win. Until I got brought up to Pittsburgh by the local leader of the steelworkers in Delaware and uh, into Pittsburgh and uh, came to <laughs> that wasn't the clip um uh <laughs> it's an That's honor hilarious. to be elected as leader of the Oh, shut up, Liz. We already covered you. Here we go. That's why I didn't recognize the background. Like, we, we watched this speech yesterday, didn't we? As I said we last the whole week, thing. we remain in the battle for the soul of America. By the way, all right, God love you. Let him go. Let him go. No, 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 no. Don't let let him go. Let him. He's look. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. No, no. Everybody's entitled. Everyone's entitled to be an idiot. Some more than others, right, Ruby? Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Speaking of idiots. No, no, I was not talking to you at all. Thank you for the thank you for the food. You can leave it on the on the on the counter out there. I'll I'll get a little bit. Uh, no, I was I was not talking about you at all. Oh, no, I actually don't have a story about an idiot yet. We're we're getting Dr. Oz is after this one. Let's talk about the midterms. <laughs> I was mistaken. We're not going to talk about Dr. Oz just yet. Record inflation, a border and constant crisis, a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, and a president with a breathtakingly low. I love love how this said Roe v. Wade and student loans influencing the midterm elections. And I played like this has to be like a Sinclair broadcasting piece because motherfucking Greg Grugan. Greg Grugan. (laughs) Came on here just spouting some fucking nonsense like he came straight off of Newsmax. Approval rating. It all triggered predictions of an historic Democratic setback in the midterm election. But then, on June 24th, the Supreme Court, dominated by conservatives, reversed Roe v. Wade, energizing millions of American women who found themselves stripped of a liberty many viewed as fundamental. 
Fast forward to August and President Biden's unilateral decision to forgive a half trillion dollars of student debt encumbering 43 million Americans. Panel simply put, have those two developments altered Democratic prospects on November 8th? Going straight to Mark Jones on this. Well, Mark I, Jones. I think, you know, if we were talking about this at the start of the summer, we'd say that the Republicans were a virtual lock to have a House majority. They're still a very strong favor to have a U.S. House majority, uh, in part due to the problems the Biden administration is still having, and in part due to some of the things that Mustafa has been mentioning, that's structural. That is, many, the way the districts were drawn in many states and redrawn after Democratic courts effectively hamstrung their Democratic legislatures and the ability to engage in partisan gerrymandering. The end outcome is a House that's still is very likely to flip to Republicans. It's not a certainty, but it's very likely. The Senate, though, I think is completely up for grabs. There are about eight seats uh, spread out throughout the country in places like Florida, Georgia. I think uh, the Democrats are going to gain at least three. And they're looking competitive in Florida. That's amazing. Florida has been trending red over the last decade, and it looks like they could quite now granted granted the the uh charlie christ is the gubernatorial candidate used to be a republican <laughs> conservative candidates in florida and then uh marco rubio's race is looking more competitive uh with val dimmings uh than what one would expect. North Ron, Ron Johnson. That that was his race to lose. Ron Johnson looks like he is going to lose his seat in Wisconsin. And that shouldn't happen to him. So, like, seriously, the, the Democrats are going to pick up about three seats in the Senate. I believe they may, they may uh, lose the House, but that's only because I believe the way it was it was put was like the Democrats can lose the House without losing a single seat that they hold that Biden won, right? Like the Republicans do not have to flip a Biden uh, district to win back the House. So that... that that makes it seem like a little harder that they will hold the House. But Carolina, still, the Ohio, momentum is in their favor. Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin. It's there that uh, the majority in the Senate will be determined. And it's probably likely to be a 51-49 or 50-50 uh, division again. All right, Keir, you heard all that. Uh, you agree with Mark? By and large, I do. Uh, I think, you know, Republicans are still heavily favored to take the House, though probably with a narrower margin of seats than we would have said a couple of months ago. The Senate is much more up for grabs. And one of the issues not mentioned, one of the reasons I think not yet mentioned is candidate quality. And this is where the former specter of former President Trump hanging over the electorate still was important because a lot of out of the mainstream candidates in states for the U.S. Senate were nominated in some uh, in some part due to out on Florida too, Mox. But like, Trump, if they're competitive there, I mean, that's more than we can ask for. Going into the general election, Warnock is such a good fucking candidate, though, man. I think so he's going to pull it Senate out. It's a much more open question. I'd probably make Democrats a narrow. And and I, so you've got Stacey Abrams running for governor in Georgia. You could see high turnout based on on her excellent ground game that would push both her and Warnock over the line. To retain control, but only a narrow favorite.
Jackie, real quick here. Uh, are you seeing Republicans peel off from supporting President Trump, those who have uh, supported him uh, ferociously in the past? 30 seconds. Um, as I've mentioned before, you have a, a sector of the Republican Party that are Trumpsters, and they, they are indeed known for doing buggery. However, all eyeballs are on them. Um, they will say either it's a conspiracy or the media has never liked him, and they have continued to support him. And then you have on the other side a lot of Republicans who are saying, well, it's time for a DeSantis or someone who has Trump-like policies but is more statesmanlike. So at the ending of the day, it's always who you're running against. If we have I don't think we got anything from from those political analysts other than me loving saying like Grugan, Greg Grugan. Motherfucker. Mm, mm. You know what that was? It was something that was incredibly hard to find. That was the actual audio of Oz talking about incest. I had the audio. I had the audio ready to go. And it has been taken down. Here's the article. I want the I want to hear it coming out of his fucking mouth. He said, yeah, I can't stop smashing my cousin. That means sleeping with. Having sex oh. with. Thank okay. you for translating that. Penetration. I don't know if you knew that. I, I did not know that, by Smash. the way. Okay. <laughs> I know last time we touched you, cuffing season. Yeah, cuffing season. We touched you cuffing season. That's, that's right. right. That's right. language. <laughs> English is the second language for me. So, okay. Okay, so he said, I can't stop smashing my cousin. We hooked up at a young age, and now in our 20s, she still wants it. No matter how much I want to stop, I always give it to her. Help me. Now, what well, advice would you give that person? Uh, if you're uh, more than a first cousin away, it's not a big problem. Okay, so second cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny? Because I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know that? Because you I'm smashed from the country. Third cousins. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Because <laughs> oh, if they're God. first cousins, you might end up with a kid with like Down syndrome or something. Well, it's not. It's not that. You. You. Uh, you so every family has genetic strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. and so the reason we naturally crave people who are not so like us is because mm -hmm. you just have to mix the gene pool up a little bit. So that if I have one gene for, let's say, hemophilia, which is a classic example where you bleed a lot mm -hmm. if you cut yourself, and I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to marry a cousin has the same hemophilia gene because the chance of our child having both those genes is much higher. Okay. But for, you know, for the vast majority of problems that, you know, it's not an issue, but you know, that's why children, girls don't like their father's smell. Their hormones will actually repel their daughters because they're really? not supposed to be together. Right. And so a daughter will always, my daughters hate my smell. They well, maybe you just smell. Well, my wife doesn't mind my smell. <laughs> my wife down. My wife says she likes the smell. My, my daughter loves Osmo. She always says that. Yeah, how old is she? Six. Yeah, you wait. Okay. By the time, time she's 12, the, women, the young women become very attuned to smell. Mm -hmm. And every time I work out, they go, oh, you smell. So you...
The Rudy Rule. The Rudy Rule. That is what Dr. Oz advocated for when it comes to sleeping with your cousin. The Rudy Rule. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. You want another one? You want, you want another one? Here is Dr. Oz saying that he wants to ban smoking. And not pot. There's a, God, what, what the hell? What the hell? Are you serious? Why, why are all Dr. Oz clips? Oh, here we go. Here we go. You ought to hire smokers. I know it's hard to do. 21 states in this country allow private companies not to hire smokers. 29 don't. I appreciate you've all been through this and this conversation. It is, from my perspective, indefensible for us to spend 15% more money at the same time letting people hurt themselves. We have to be smarter than this. You know, for every complex solution. Mox, Mox bringing the truth in here. The Rudy rule actually comes from before Rudy went off the rails. He was still a viable political candidate and the Rudy rule was a thing. He is trying to lose. He is trying to lose. But at least, at least, you know, he's doing a good job as a, you know, a, a cardiothoracic, cardiothoracic surgeon. Is in, you know, or rather, every complex problem is an easy solution. It's usually wrong. In this case, we actually have a solution that's going to be complex, but will work which is to find out ways of making it at least legal in every one of the states in America for employers not to have to hire a smoker. And if it's messaged right, I care about you. I'm here for you. I'll pay for your smoking cessation. I want to hire you, but I can't do it if you're doing this. Oh, no, like, okay, like, like it sounded sensational when I, when I saw this. Patriot Takes shared it out. This is a, It was shared out by Patriot Takes today. It was clearly from 2014. 2013 because it's talking about President Obama. So it is right wingers attacking Dr. Mopmet Oz. Thoracic. She heard me. She heard me fucking say it down the hall. And she got on here to correct me. <laughs> Oz door on the forward party 24. Let's go. <laughs> Thoracic surgeon. Thank you, Curiouser. Good evening, by the way. As if you as if you haven't had enough of me already today. Now, Dr. Oz's opponent, John Fetterman, got attacked by Yes, cancel Justin. Got attacked by Donald Trump. Trump accused Fetterman of using heroin, meth, and other hard drugs. John Fetterman is responding to baseless accusations of illicit drug use that Donald Trump made about the Democratic U.S. Senate candidate at a rally in Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania on Saturday. I I want the audio of this. Where's the audio of this? Fetterman responded in 
in an article. Added in a landslide. And this guy's a disaster. He comes in with a sweatsuit on. I've never seen him wear a suit. A dirty, dirty, dirty sweatsuit. It's really disgusting. You know, I'm a clean freak. I'm a clean freak, Oz. I don't like those dirty sweatsuits. They're disgusting. Now, apparently that's true. And like, this is like, everybody thought like the pee tape was him getting peed on. But no, 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 the pee tape was supposedly, and this is what makes me think that it actually is a thing. Because he is a, 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 like a germaphobe and a clean freak. Apparently he had hookers piss on a bed that Obama slept in. Like he wasn't getting pissed on that. He was wanting to defile a bed that Obama slept in. And you can't tell me that doesn't sound like something a little hand-having son-of-a-bitch like this would do. Based Fetterman indeed. All of the right-wing attacks make him sound so fucking cool. I'm a clean freak, Oz. I don't like those dirty sweatsuits. They're disgusting. <laughs> Fetterman may dress like a teenager getting high in his parents' basement. But Fetterman got it and he got oh, it in a landslide. And this it didn't go on to the the heroin and meth. Oh, come on, we don't have the full one. Funded drug dens and the complete decriminalization of illegal drugs, including heroin, cocaine, crystal meth, and ultra-lethal fentanyl. And by the way, he takes them himself. Fetterman supposed... I was getting... <laughs> wait, wait. I was getting ready to give... Trump credit be like, oh, well, he didn't actually say that. He just said that Fetterman was for the legalization, and I don't know what Fetterman's stance is on legalization, but I assume it's somewhat progressive, somewhere on the progressive scale. But no, 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 Trump actually did say that. He Like, like right at the end, he's like, and he takes them himself. <laughs> well, sir, I was going to give you credit. <laughs> but you certainly didn't earn it. Of course you didn't. <laughs> A judge in New Mexico has barred an insurrectionist from the ballot. Good afternoon. A judge has ruled that Otero County Commissioner Coy Griffin must be removed from office immediately. And, and removed from office. office. Again, Judge Francis Matthew found the Cowboys for Trump founder became disqualified from holding public office on January 6, 2021, when he took part in the insurrection at the Capitol. Coy Griffin has maintained that he never entered the Capitol, never took part in any violence, and was only convicted of misdemeanor trespass. And he didn't know he couldn't stand where he did. But the citizens who brought the lawsuit seeking to remove him from office differently, arguing he violated the 14th Amendment by engaging in an insurrection. And the judge agreed. He ordered Griffin removed from his position as Otero County Commissioner effective immediately. We have reached out to Griffin for comment and to see if he will appeal the ruling. We have not heard back. That was what I was getting ready to say. Unfortunately, the chances of getting a Trump-appointed judge somewhere in the appeals process is probably pretty strong. But as of right now, that's awesome. Jamie Raskin was on with CBS News to talk about the possibility of having Jenny Thomas or Mike Pence testify in front of the January 6th committee. 
We're joined now by Maryland Congressman Jamie Raskin, a Democratic member of the January 6th Select Committee. Congressman, good to see you. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me, Major. So uh, former President Trump says that MAGA Republicans are trying to save democracy and they want to be taken seriously on this issue. So let's review what the former president said this week earlier. Simp for the devil. First of all, simp for the devil. I love your face and I love your screen name. We got to throw you some devil horns. Even even though I'm a total angel over here, I promise you. He should be reinstated in office and that if reelected in 20... 20- Later this month, I do believe, Scott Comet. Apologies and full pardons to those charged and or convicted for storming the Capitol on January 6th. Evaluate that. I'm not high enough for this shit. If he's saying that the election should be rerun, which is something he's been asserting from the beginning, that's totally outside of the Constitution. So I saw him in like deja vu. We heard Raskin say this very thing like a week ago when Trump made the claim again. And like I searched, like I saw somebody else say that Trump had said he, he needed to be reinstated today. And I searched the story, and there's just like, the dude says it like every other day that he's supposed to be reinstated. Like, it's just batshit fucking crazy. We just need to ignore him at this point. There's no procedure for the military just to seize the election machinery and run a new election, which is one of the things that... He don't know how the fucking country runs, and he was the president. ...was pushing, and we know was part of the January 6th plot. Um, And uh, look... More than 60 courts rejected every claim of electoral fraud and corruption, which Donald Trump advanced. Um, He's had the benefit of more than 60 courts, including eight courts where he appointed the judges to office. Look at all those claims and they were all rejected. Uh, It was rejected in the states and he lost the election. Two of the hallmarks of a fascist political party are one, they don't. Like I feel like I want to hear about Ginny Thomas. Like, I feel like we've already heard this whole spill before. Two, embrace political violence. And I think that's why President Biden was right to sound the alarm this week about these continuing attacks on our constitutional order from the outside by Donald Trump and his movement. Let's talk about the January 6th committee. There is conversation about having. I am sure knitting is cathartic. Come in. He has described this committee as a Stalinist show trial. Earlier this year, he said, under a Republican-led Congress, members of this committee might be arrested. How do you respond to that remark, those remarks, and what would be the value of him coming in talking to the committee? Well, we're inviting in only people who have relevant evidence and testimony. What's his relevant evidence and testimony? Well, he, he has appeared numerous times in, uh, throughout the investigation about the attempt to propound the big lie um, and to keep things going long after the election had been settled. But it's interesting that he... We're talking about Newt Gingrich here, the former Speaker of the House. ...are on Donald Trump's side, like Vladimir Putin, the former head of the KGB, who said that the collapse of the Soviet Union was the greatest catastrophe of the 20th century, or the dictator of North Korea, who Donald Trump writes love letters to... Wait, no, Putin's not a Stalinist. They should keep them on that side of the aisle because our side is fighting for democracy in America. Does the committee still have interest in obtaining testimony from Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas? Um, Look, we're interested in getting testimony from anyone 
who has relevant evidence about the attempt to overthrow the 2020 election. Let's not lose sight of what we're talking about here. There were disclosures this week that she was in email conversation with people in Wisconsin about that topic. I, I speaking as one member and only as one member, I was Moggs, Moggs. Now, now I don't think you're going to get your wish of seeing if they do bring in Alex Jones, it'll be like how they did it before. Very controlled. They'll play you clips. He's not going to be there live. They're not going to give him the live mic, but they are already in possession of his text messages. They are already in possession of all of his text messages. I'd say she has uh, a relevant testimony to render and she should come forward and give it. I don't want to overstate uh, her role. We've talked to more than a thousand people, uh, but we'd like to hear from Gingrich and we'd like to hear from her too. What is the probability former Vice President Pence testifies? Well, um, look, Vice President Pence was the target of Donald Trump's wrath and fury and effort to overthrow the election. It would be a hell of a spectacle, and that's why they're not going to do it. To step outside his constitutional role and then to declare unilateral law. Check this out. So Charlie Kirk shared out a clip of Alex Jones. I don't even know what the clip was from the trial. And it's like, apparently Alex Jones made some joke about Hillary Clinton. And they're like, oh, he owned the judge. And people were like, yeah, Alex Jones owned the judge. He's the man. And like other right-wingers were telling them, like, no, he looks stupid in that trial. You should not be rooting him on. (laughs) Other Charlie Kirk followers were calling them out. That no, no, Alex Jones looked incredibly stupid in the trial powers to reject electoral college votes from the states. So I think he has uh, a lot of relevant evidence, and I would hope he would come forward and testify about what happened. Voluntarily or via, via subpoena? Well, we're trying to get everybody to come forward voluntarily. But and the subpoena is not out of question. Um, in no one's case is a subpoena out of question. I'm not sure the interview you're talking about, Ray. Forward and testify voluntarily the way the vast majority of people have. One of the mandates of this committee is to create legislation. Ten Republicans on the Senate side have signed on to an Electoral Count Act revision. Is there a bill on the House side? Will there be? And do you expect this to be updated and resolved legislatively, either before the midterms or in the lame duck session? Well, we want to take a much broader view, I think. Um, I mean, the narrowest thing you could say is, well, the vice president doesn't have the power to unilaterally rebuff electoral college votes from the state. Clarify that. that. But yeah, but if that's all we do... In a certain sense, it's validating Donald Trump's argument that there was any ambiguity about it in the first place, which there was not. No vice president had ever tried to reject electoral college votes. And Mike Pence and don't have the power said it was ridiculous. So I think we need to take a much broader view about Donald Trump's attack. on. Yeah, OK, like I can see how you you see Raskin uh, is disappointing, but he's actually been very good. Like uh, when we have watched the, the impeachment and during uh, hearings, the federal Raskin is pretty good. Defend the right to vote and democracy itself. Does that mean the Senate bill would be unacceptable in the House? No, I think and it, like he was a prosecutor, wasn't he? It's a good first offer, but I think we need to look far more systematically at what Donald Trump was trying to do. And we've seen, for example, when he called Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and said, just find me uh, 11,781 votes when they tried to intimidate election officers. This was a far more sweeping plot than just what happened in the last couple hours there. We have less than a minute. Oh, are you talking about the, the, the green wall? It wasn't an interview. It was like a promotion for that stupid movie. I didn't watch that. 
that was an important degree, uh, an important dimension of everything that was happening. This was a Donald Trump operation, so it was always an effort to keep But will that be part of the in. public presentation of the committee coming forward? It will undoubtedly be part of our report, and whether, you know, it comes up again in the hearings, I, I can't say yet because we're still working all of that out. There is much anticipation in the nation's capital, possibly across the country, in the report propounded by the committee. When can the country expect to see that? Um, well, certainly by the end of the year, because, you know, we're like uh, Cinderella at midnight. Uh, our license runs out at the end of the year. Uh, but under House Resolution 503, that's when do we get more hearings to report to the American people about how to prevent coups, insurrections, political violence and attacks on our democratic process going forward. Maryland Congressman Jay. So no word yet on when the next January 6th hearing will be. Well, let's let's go a little bit further into the movement to impeach Clarence Thomas. AOC has been hardcore behind this. What a Supreme Court impeachment from 1805 could mean for Clarence Thomas this is according to a historian, Alex uh, Henderson, printed in Alternet earlier or yesterday. This was yesterday. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York City has been calling for the impeachment of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, arguing that in the light of his wife Jenny Thomas's effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election results, he has no business taking part in cases that are related in any way to the January 6, 2021 insurrection. But fellow House Democrats, for the most part, haven't been receptive to AOC's recommendation although they agree that Thomas should recuse himself from any January 6-related cases. Like presidents, U.S. Supreme Court justices can be impeached in the United States. Members of the House of Representatives have the power to impeach a Supreme Court justice and give members of the U.S. Senate articles of impeachment to be considered in an impeachment trial. But impeaching high court justices is even more of a rarity in U.S. history than impeaching presidents. Four U.S. presidents have been the targets of, U, uh, of articles of impeachment. Andrew Johnson, Richard Nixon, Bill Clinton, and Trump. Although in Nixon's case, there was never a trial in the Senate. Nixon, during the Watergate scandal in August of seven, uh, 1974, resigned before the impeachment process got that far. But as presidential historian author Lindsay M. Shervinsky explains in an article published by the conservative website The Bulwark, only one U.S. Supreme Court justice has faced impeachment in the country's 246-year history, Samuel Chase, and that was back in 1804-1805 when Thomas Jefferson was president. On February 4, 1805, Vice President Aaron Burr graveled into session the impeachment trial of Justice Samuel Chase for high crimes and misdemeanors. The stakes were impossibly high. No Supreme Court justice had ever been impeached. I mean, you say ever, but we'd only been a country 25 fucking years at the time. Every decision would establish precedent and shape the future proceedings, so the aftermath of the trial lasted far longer than the participants could have possibly imagined. Down to the present day, our uh, ideas about impeachment and its role in the justice system can be directly traced to Chase's trial over 200 years ago. Rinsky continues, Chase certainly made an excellent target outside of his family. No one liked him. When George Washington nominated Chase to the high court in 1796, many Federalists questioned whether he had the temperament to serve as a justice. Even though he belonged to their party, his cantankerous and horrorless nature were so extreme that it earned uh, him the nickname Old Bacon Face. 
old bacon face. Bad humor was one thing, but Chase's behavior on the bench was also highly partisan. He had campaigned openly for John Adams in 1800 and relished handing down extreme sentences to defendants accused of sedition against the Adams administration. 1804, Travinsky notes, the U.S. House of Representatives voted 73-32 to to impeach Chase, and in 1805, Chase was acquitted on every charge in the Senate trial. Uh, Chase remained on the high court until his death in 1811 at the age of 70. If I remember correctly, it came down to one vote in the Senate. Old Bacon Face. The only U.S. Supreme Court justice to be impeached, though he was not convicted. And as I, as I, it could have been Johnson that came down to one vote. Uh, I may be conflating the two. If you'd like to finish reading this piece about the history of impeachment in the Supreme Court, boom, into comments. Old Bacon Face. Move over to Georgia, where we have new information in Trump's scheme to steal the election. Newly released video shows a Republican county official escorting people inside a South Georgia election office on the same day that county's election system was allegedly breached. The video raises a number of questions, including why they allegedly copied the voting software and whether it will compromise the election eight weeks from today. 11 Alive's Doug Richards has more on why this matters. Well, Jennifer, for about as long as there has been computerized voting, critics have said that it's vulnerable to hackers. This video seems to show evidence of how that can happen. The video shows a local Republican leader named Kathy Latham at the Coffee County, Georgia. Oh, he's a Republican. Why, why is that? The door and allowing in several people who stayed inside for hours with access to the county's computerized voting system. And they just let them in. Said, come on in. And they copied everything. Uh, and then after they copied everything, they took it back and they put it onto the Internet for other people to make copies of. Bruce Brown represents plaintiffs who have for the last four years challenged the state's Dominion election computers in court, arguing along with numerous tech experts that computerized election systems are vulnerable to hackers. And Brown says this video shows the hackers who made images of Coffee County's system in January 2021. Folks, he says, were likely hired by Trump attorney Sidney Powell. Though the 2020 election is settled, Brown says the hack in Coffee County threatens Georgia's upcoming election. Uh, people got in there and made forensic copies of the entire suite of election software uh, that is used statewide. And so it's a big concern because now copies of that software have been made available to any number of people anywhere in the world. Brown says the state can fix this because state law allows the state to sideline computerized voting and switch to hand-marked paper ballots for this coming election. Do it. The state officials have fought to keep computerized voting, which the state paid hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire, and which they say voters like using. State Election integrity, motherfuckers. Though, uh, no comment from them today. At least in that precinct, fucking switch to paper ballots. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. Of course the Republicans did that and accused the other side of what you were guilty of. Of course. 
The former Attorney General of the United States, Bill Barr, said something we're all going to agree with. Pointing a special master in the Donald Trump uh, investigation was wrong. Bill Barr says the judge was wrong to rule to appoint a special master in the Mar-a-Lago investigation, as Trump requested, and urges the government to appeal the decision. This was this was Trump's attorney general. <laughs> Former Attorney General William Barr on Tuesday disputed a federal judge's ruling to appoint a special master to review records the FBI seized last month from Mar-a-Lago. The opinion, I think, was wrong, and I think the government should appeal it. Barr, who was attorney general under the Trump administration, told Fox News, It's deeply flawed in a number of ways. I don't think the appointment of a special master is going to hold up, but even if it does, I don't see it fundamentally changing the trajectory. I think the fundamental dynamics of the case are set, Barr continued. The government has very strong evidence of what it really needs to determine whether charges are appropriate. The former president's own attorney general is talking about charges. Barr's comments come after U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon, a Trump appointee on Monday, granted Trump's request to appoint a special master to review the evidence the FBI seized from Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. The decision temporarily halts the Department of Justice from reviewing the documents, delivering a win to Trump, who has condemned the raid. Oh, here is Barr. I didn't know I didn't know he had the video. I think it was wrong, and I think the government should appeal it. Uh, it it's deeply flawed in a number of ways. <clears throat> I don't think the appointment of a special uh, master is going to hold up, but even if it does, I don't see it fundamentally changing the trajectory. I, in other words, I don't it's, think it's, a, it's a stall tactic. So maybe we'll have a rain, uh, rain delay for a couple yeah. of innings. But I think that the fundamental dynamics of the case are set, which is the government has very strong evidence of what it really needs to determine whether charges are appropriate, which is government docu- documents were taken, classified information was taken and not handled appropriately. And uh, they are looking into, and there's some evidence to suggest that they were deceived. And and I mean, he's telling this to a Fox News audience, the former attorney general for the president in question. None of that really relates to the content of documents. It relates to what the fact that there were documents there and the fact that they were classified and the fact that they were subpoenaed and never delivered. But they don't have to show the content, you know, the specific advice given in a memo, for example, in order to prevail in this case. So I think uh, it's not really going to change the decision. So you think the special master will be overturned on appeal by the DOJ? I think if DOJ appeals eventually, it will be overturned. How long will that take? Well, that's why it could be delayed. I hope they expedite it, but it could it could could take several months to get that straightened out. So, I don't know. Like he was in, he was in obscurity before they they like fucking dug him up for the attorney general appointment. Just be like they searched him out just because they thought that he would carry water for Trump, and in the end, he ended up doing the right thing. It was weird. Like he covered for Trump the entire time, and then at the very end. He grew a spine. Former FBI official believes that Trump judge could try and get all the agents thrown off the case. Now this is, we're going to MSNBC for a little of the liberal copium. 
So do keep that in mind. At the hour, some of our favorite reporters and friends. Charlie Savage is here, New York Times, Washington correspondent, author of a definitive piece of reporting about this very moment. Frank Figluzzi is also here, former FBI assistant director for counterintelligence. So both Figluzzi is who we want to hear from. Charlie, you, you, you have the, the reporting that, that really, um, frankly, Bill Barr <laughs> makes some of the same points that some of the experts you spoke to talk to, but, but they don't have any sort of political affiliation or association. Take us through your report on yesterday's decision? Sure. Well, I called many, many experts in criminal law, white-collar law, who are uh, constitutional law, separation of powers experts, people who've dealt with special masters as former prosecutors, as defense attorneys. And I could not find anyone who was a serious lawyer immersed in this area who thought this was a correct decision. As As your intro pointed out, Uh, People thought that the extension of a special master to uh, executive privilege was unprecedented and just without legal basis. The the, uh, Justice Department is part of the executive branch. A former president, not a current one, is asserting this. The current one is not backing him on that. Supreme Court rulings from Nixon in 1974 and 1977 say that... Bill Barr probably is one of Biden's reasonable Republicans. You're right, Mox. ...information that are, is needed from criminal investigators... He did some heinous things while he was in office, both with H.W. and Trump. ...and also undercut a president's ability, a former president's ability to assert executive privilege successfully when the current one is not backing him as Nixon tried to do in 1977. And so a special master has never been used for this purpose before. And this could cause a lot of mischief in the investigation if it goes forward and they do not appeal at least that section of it. I mean, you know, yeah, I am I'm in on the CNN uh, boycott because I don't watch it fucking anyway. I've already been wa- or boycott again. Took, uh, some time to make her decision. I mean, like, uh, everyone... Other than the the clips we play on this show, which, I mean, I don't play any more CNN clips than I do MSNBC or Fox clips. And to be honest with you, I don't play much of any of them. I think maybe we play more Fox clips just because it's funny. And I want to get, like, the right-wing take on things. So we go to the five and we get we, we get Faulkner Harris. Or Her- Harris Faulkner. Hey, my fucking your name, Faulkner Harris. She looks like a Faulkner. I was big on the Gutfeld there for a little while, but then I got tired of Gutfeld. Oh, one first. What's going on, my friend? Criminal number 45. He's working on it. That sounds, that sounds like a front fine one you can go and, and purchase. A criminal number 45. Age 45 years. This investigation has already read or looked at most of these documents, except some that the FBI itself. No, 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 I guess it wouldn't be age 45 years. It'd be from, uh, to prevent, uh, the team from looking at the year 45 from attorney year 1945. At a special master's recommendation and says, Oh, they should never have seen any of this stuff because it, you know, it involves White House deliberations or something like that. Even though that's not been found by any court ever until now. Uh, as I mentioned, that means all of the people on that investigative team, all the prosecutors, all the agents who have been working on this case are tainted. And she may then say they all have to be removed and disqualified and entirely different people need to be brought in who, who aren't tainted by having seen this material. 
so you can see the potential for disruption as well as delays over as they wait for a special. Yes, yes, guys. The tragedy is not CNN. The tragedy is them ruining HBO, which is apparently going to happen. I don't want to see HBO go down the toilet. Uh, also, like I'm, I'm worried for DC fans. I'm worried for DC fans, and I myself am a DC fan. I, I watched the Batman. So hey, like fucking like, I'm, I'm I am very worried about what's going to become of HBO and that merger. Master to be chosen, and then to go through more than eleven thousand pages of material, and then to have fights over this stuff, and then appeals of those fights. Uh, this is a, a significant snarl. Frank Figluzzi, um, you know, I don't mean to be glib about Bill Barr. I had major problems with the Batman, yes, Merkin, yes. I... <laughs> uh, the, Batman Begins was good. Uh, the Dark Knight was pretty good. The Batman was all right. Like, it, like I had my I had my issues with it. Okay, like fucking the the commissioner, the commissioner Gordon guy. It was like a. a it was like a, a fucking Jordan Peele. Fucking Jordan Peele doing a character on Key and Peele trying to mock. A Commissioner Gordon. Name one good non-Batman DC movie. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm I'm sending that to and my my buddy he he is going he like he loves every fucking comic book movie he thinks they're all fucking great. So, like, I'm going to see what his reaction is. Name one good non-Batman DC movie. See what response we get. This is Battle Opossum I'm messaging. Because I don't know. I ain't seen no Wonder Woman. I ain't... Fucking, I like... Okay, so I liked, um... I liked the Watchmen TV show. I've not seen the movie. Uh, that was good. Watchmen was good. Um, I like Man of Steel, the very first Superman. I watched it. I watched it before Batman versus Superman, and it like got me hyped. I was like, "That's a good movie." Like I once again, I had my issues with it. There were certain things that I thought were fucking stupid, but overall, I could suspend my disbelief with Man of Steel. Man of Steel was all right. Sky Comet, I, okay, the one thing, I watched Batman Begins, like, that's that's the one I've watched the most recently, probably. Well, no, I'd say the Batman's the one I watched most recently. But, like, uh, Batman Begins, I don't like the way, like, they, they kind of made the Scarecrow, like, impotent. And I didn't like that. Like, he, he, he took a, a backseat to, uh... I always fuck his name. Ragul, Rashagul, or whatever the fuck. Uh, Battle of Possum says Wonder Woman was a good movie. 
Oh, shit. RB, I'm glad you brought up Chris Pine, because we're going to be talking about Chris Pine. Chris Pine shows up in not one, but two stories, and I don't even know who the fucker is. Yeah, let's move on with the special master. We've 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 heard we've heard all all we're gonna get out of it. We're we're going to the nonsense now. Let's go to the nonsense. Trump tried to pay for a lawyer with a horse. Trump did. Trump attempted to pay attorney with a horse. Upcoming book says. So once again, it's from a book. They're being salacious. They're wanting to sell books. But still, that's fucking funny. Reputed attorney Stiffer Donald Trump once tried to pay a lawyer with a horse, according to a new book by New York Times, uh, David Enrich. In a segment of Servants of the Damned, giant law firms, Donald Trump and the Corruption of Justice, reported Monday by The Guardian, Trump owed $2 million to a lawyer at a white shoe firm in the 1990s. The lawyer showed up unannounced at Trump Tower to confront Trump. I'm not going to pay your bill. I'm going to give you something more valuable. Trump replied, according to the book, due out later this month. What on earth is he talking about? The lawyer wondered. I have a stallion, Trump continued. It's worth $5 million. Trump rummaged around in a filing cabinet and pulled out what he said was a deed to a horse. He handed it to the lawyer. Wait, what? Jackson Hinkle was on Tucker? Ooh. Voosh. I I'm not gonna like I know nothing about Voosh's politics, but Voosh has been nothing but nice to me. I that like he's been so fucking cool to me. But I've also never really watched him. I want, like, he had on that Rose girl, and she was like a, a radical centrist trans, like, and man, that was painful. <laughs> and I ended up interacting with her. I did this whole segment about it. Like, yeah, like, that's my, that's my uh, exposure to Voosh. I watched that. And he was nice to her, at least. He was a lot nicer to her than I was. This isn't the 1800s. You can't pay me with a horse. You can't pay me with a horse, the dude told Trump. (sighs) You guys brought up Chris Pine. I don't know who he is. But he is playing a character in a new movie uh Chris Pine's don't worry darling character is based on Jordan Peterson a hero to the incel community Olivia Wilde has cited films such as Inception and the Truman Show as inspiration for her psychological thriller don't worry darling apparently Right-wingers are all upset about this. They've moved on from She-Woman twerking now. She-Hulk. She-Woman. She-Woman. <laughs> they moved on from She-Hulk twerking to this. 
Wilde told fellow actor-turned-director Maggie Gyllenhaal during a conversation for Interview Magazine that Chris Pine's character was inspired by Jordan Peterson. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. He's the Canadian author and media personality described by Wilde as the pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community. Pine stars in Don't Worry Darling as Frank, the founder of a utopian 1950s community in the desert known as the Victory Project. Wilde's film written by her booksmart uh, collaborator Katie Silberman centers on Florence Pugh's Alice, a Victory Project housewife who discovers her idyllic community is harboring dark secrets. Trailers for Don't Worry Darling have positioned Pine's Frank as the film's antagonist. Now, Jordan Peterson has had uh, at least one thing to say. I'm sure he's going to have a lot more to say. He's going to milk this for as much content as he can, but he's only written something thus far. I'm sure we will get interviews of him crying over it shortly. We just we just have to wait on that. I did look for some audio, and it's not out there. Jordan Peterson hits back at director Olivia Wilde. Uh, over this insane man comments. Pine Pine has a, a reputation as quite an attractive man, so that could be worse. Peterson in a lengthy statement provided to the National Post. No, no, Pine has a reputation as quite an attractive man, so that could be worse. I also hope that Chris Pine at least does the sartorial splendor of my very formal public wardrobe justice as he glories in me in the latest bit of propaganda disseminated by the woke, self-righteous boars and bullies who now dominate Hollywood. I'm, I'm, I'm not being slow enough. I'm not being slow enough. I'm not, I am not getting the cadence correct. Give me a six on the pitch, like a three on the cadence. <sighs> of course, nothing is seen uh, as it seems in Victory and Alice, the protagonist played by Florence Pugh, questions the situation in the town where she lives with her husband, Jack, played by Harry Styles. Hines' villain, Wild, said in a recent Q&A with Interview Magazine, is based on Peterson. We base that character on this insane man, Jordan Peterson, who is a pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community. Wilde described incels as disenfranchised, mostly white men who believe they are entitled to sex from women. They do indeed. Uh, They believe that society has now robbed them and that the idea of feminism is working against nature and that we must be put back into the correct place. This National Post piece actually does a good job. They did a better job of detailing her comments in the other piece we were reading, but I didn't I didn't keep reading the other one. Once again back to Peterson. I am currently just to set the record straight, Professor Emeritus at the University of Toronto, among those not pseudo intellectual themselves, who constitutes professor and member there of a department of psychology, which is in the top 15 such departments worldwide. 
He points to his author and co-authorship of more than a hundred objective, more than a hundred objectively influential uh, research papers. I don't. What about host mode going away? No, they let him res like they let him resign or retire or whatever, and then gave him like a fucking nominal post, so he'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh shit! But, like I don't think that he gets. I don't think that he gets the idea that you know it's just, it's just somewhat based on him. Like it's not that it's an actual portrayal of him. But I guess, I guess at the premiere of this movie or whatever is where our next story comes from. It's the thing that has taken the internet by storm, which is, did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? So Harry Styles on your right, Chris Pine on the left. Do I can I slow it down for you? Can I can I I can't I can't set the speed on Twitch or Twitter. God damn it. Let me give you the frame here. Right here. You see Harry Styles supposedly spitting on Chris Pine's hand. This has been the debate of the internet over the last couple of days. Whether Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine's hand. And I wanted to mock Jordan Peterson since this was a thing. I just tied them together. You got a problem with it? Cancel Harry. I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it. What you in full speed? I mean, he's smiling like if somebody spit in my hand, I wouldn't be smiling at him and shit. Yeah, who cares indeed, Skycom. It's just, it's fun. We're at the fun, we're at the fun part. I gave you two hours of news. Now we, now we mocked to Jordan Peterson and we're going to watch the video of the Harry Styles spitting. I've also like, I like, I put the Harry Styles spitting in the, in the thumbnail because it's part of the news. Like it's part of the, part of the attraction. Maybe somebody will stop by for Harry Styles that wasn't going to, that wasn't going to watch news content. Apparently, he didn't know where his sunglasses were and then realized that uh, realized that they were in his lap. Well, if, if, this isn't, if this isn't enough for you, I have another angle. <laughs> if this isn't enough for you, I have another angle. We have another angle of... <laughs> Do you guys remember the episode of Seinfeld where uh, Keith Hernandez spit on Kramer? 
I... I, I, and see, there doesn't look there doesn't look to be any animosity. There, this is a longer clip, but it's a much different angle. I lost people. People left because I played Harry Styles. Also, I kind of like, Harry Styles has got some bangers. By the way, I do not see any kind of spit. Yeah, Mox, I'm 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 on the no spit train. I'm on the no spit train and I think CM Punk is also a work. Like this whole CM Punk got into a fight with the young bucks and shit, I think it's a work. Warlord rules no spitting. That would be the frame in question. It does not. It doesn't look like he purposely stopped. He's continuing his motion of sitting down. It's not like. Plus, Harry Styles seems cool. Harry Styles seems cool. Like he's got some bangers. He wears dresses on stage. Check him out. Like he's cool. Harry Styles cool. I didn't, what was he in? One Direction or the Jonas Brothers or some shit like that. Never, th- never thought I'd be like, oh shit, one of them are cool. But like, I need to, I need to learn my lesson because you know sometimes, sometimes they are cool. Harry Styles, cool motherfucker. Do we use the controversy to drive up interest in the movie? We're like fucking, this is organic though. I'm, I'm pretty sure, maybe. Because I don't, I don't think like there's somebody that was sitting in a boardroom that was like, ah, we'll make it look like Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine, and then that will that will cause controversy. <laughs> you know the, I he was in One Direction, wasn't he? I don't know. He was in he was in some kind of band like that. Oh, I don't. Yeah, we want the Google. We want the Google. We're done with the band. What kind of fucking off-brand Google I had. Yeah, using One Direction. Apparently he started off on X Factor. But no, he's he's pretty fucking cool. I Drake like Harry Styles will be like, you know, in 10, 15 years, maybe less than that. Like, he'll be like, you know, your your Super Bowl halftime performance, you know. he he He's going to be like a, a really big pop artist, probably. Like, I mean, he is a One Direction was like a like a boy band. Yeah, like it's not not the like late 90s, early 2000 boy bands that were like popular when I was in high school. Like, it was like the rejuvenated kind of boy band thing that happened in, like, the late 2000s. Zoomer Timberlake, yes. Only he seems way cooler than Justin Timberlake, because Justin Timberlake's kind of a dick. Fuck, like, I'm on Team Janet on on the whole thing. Like, he, he, like, 
I don't know how big of a hand he had in it, but like people around him helped ruin Janet Jackson's career and she didn't deserve it for any of that shit. Once again, let's let's talk about something that was that was designed to generate controversy. Let's not act like everybody wasn't in on that. They shouldn't have fucking took it out on the black woman. Janet Jackson got the shaft. And I'm glad like I'm glad she got to have like a Glastonbury fucking set a couple years ago, like a little renaissance. Uh, Harry wears a dress quite often. I it, it it didn't did it ruin her? She was she was persona non grata for ten fifteen years. Like she had a resurgence like like right around 2015, 2016. I wouldn't recommend listening to One Direction, but go listen to some Harry Styles. Harry Styles is cool. I like Harry Styles. Here is a chimpanzee that escaped from a. Uh, Ukrainian zoo. It sounds, sounds like it's got some stupid music under it. Is that just the... Yeah, it's got some stupid-ass music under it. Uh, Justin Timberlake's a dick. I used to like Justin Timberlake, too. But, like, Justin Timberlake's a dick. Apparently, this, this ape did not want to go back to uh, its... It's zoo where it escaped from in Ukraine. But you're gonna you're gonna see the cutest thing here in just a second. He's adorable. I won't want to go back either, brother. I don't I don't want you caged up. But also you're probably you're probably not uh probably not fit to be out in the wild anymore because you've been Caged up, you poor thing. You can see the rain clouds up there. It's starting to get a little overcast. He needs a marine coat. He needs a marine coat. Make sure he don't get wet. Look how cute he is, and he's got a slick on. Look how cute he is. He can get his other hand into it. There we go, buddy. Oh, we gave her a hug. Oh, now they're riding back on a bike. Oh, man. Oh, that was adorable. Hey, everybody, everybody likes him some dick in a box. <laughs> oh god damn you live in sexual anarchy you heard it let's see who we got on right now where are we going let's go to Let's go see Squid. If you're watching on Twitch, hopefully this works because, as I said, Twitch has been acting weird for me tonight. If you're watching on Twitch, we're going to head over. We're going to raid Squid. Go ahead. Light, uh, light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.